Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Welcome to level nine of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, everybody. We're your video game podcast where three idiots meet weekly to talk about what we've been playing and what's in the news. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my bestest friends in the metaverse, Vactor, yeah, and the always angry jeff w hola hola not angry enough jeff let me start over <laughs> and the Only always positive. angry the F always your mother. angry your mother. <laughs> there it is you have a reputation to live up to jeff mm, and that's mm-hmm. what we expect of you here at the sandbox gamers thanks so much for joining us everybody if you're not already subscribed why don't you do us a solid take a second right now we'll wait for you to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. Go ahead and do it. Hold on. Nice. Thank <laughs> you so much for doing that. We appreciate it. And while you're at it, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, why don't you do us a solid and leave us one of them there five-star reviews because we are a small podcast. This is only level nine. You guys, we're growing. And the more reviews, the more interactions we get, the more it's going to help us grow. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that for us. Now, like I said, we are a brand new podcast, so we'd like to have a little get-to-know-you time at the beginning of the pods while, yeah. while you're sort of feeling us out. And it's usually, almost always, a video game-related topic. Oh, now, yeah. what the listeners may not know is that I don't look at these topics until it's actually time to say it out loud on the agenda. So without further ado... This week's Get to Know You topic is favorite Halloween costume as a kid because everybody knows that's super <laughs> duper related to video Aww, games. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to let me fit this in here. Vactor's going to say, no, it's like when you're playing a video game, you got your favorite burger in one hand, you got your cereal in the other hand while you're wearing your favorite costume and you're playing video games on a Saturday morning watching you cartoons. You took the words the right out of my mouth. What? Jeff <laughs> is already ahead of the game. So since uh, Vactor is being silly <laughs> with these questions, I'm going to go ahead and toss this off to Jeff W. first. Jeff, tell us, what was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Bonus points if it has anything to do in the slightest with video games. Hmm. I'm trying. I don't. Now, are we talking, co- you know, costumes that you wore? Is that the spirit sure. of this question, Vactor? And I, yeah. And I'll. I'll tell you what, I'm going to up the ante. It doesn't even have to be as a kid. If you got a better one as an adult, <laughs> oh, okay. shoot, give it to me. Okay. I'll go with the kid because I don't do the too much as an adult uh, these days. But, like, you know, it's funny. I'm trying to think back. Every costume, I definitely wore costumes multiple years in a row mm-hmm. uh, just out of, you know, doing the same thing. And I think, you know, my maybe my favorite one as a kid uh, was probably I had a white Power Ranger costume oh, with nice. the mask. Like, I like that mask that he has in that show. Like, I think oh, that's yeah. like, a, I just like the way that looks. Um, that's probably my favorite. I I might be able to find a picture of me in that uh, somewhere, somehow. Yeah, um, so that needs to go up on the Sandbox Gamers Instagram. Yeah, and I think I had the sword, too. I think there was like a sword that came with that. Maybe oh, you too. mean Saba? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're you're in. Okay, you're in, you're in the crowd. Okay, yeah, you're in the nut. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I that was probably my favorite. But I mean, like there was every. I think I'm trying to think about think back to my costumes. Like there was always like, like I think my mom would dress me up as like a like a dog some years. You know what I mean? Like just put like face on me or like oh and you know what just I did yesterday. Go? You know what I did go? Yeah, I was <laughs> well not my wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I went as Sting one year, wrestling what? Sting. Vector, not you know, not uh, message in a bottle Sting. Uh-huh. But, you know the wrestler Sting. Yeah. Uh, I definitely went as him one year too. Um, 
And I imagine there's like a stone cold, you know, probably vest somewhere <laughs> that I went, I went as to, you know, it was like a, a 12 year old giving out middle fingers left <laughs> and right, you know, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So probably, you know, it, it, it have to be a tie, but I, I, I'd say the power ranger was my favorite, but you know, sting would be like a close second. Cause I think the sting one would, uh, maybe be a little cooler for me now, you know? Oh Yeah. Oh man, I'm still harping on Jeff W obsessing over the White Ranger. <laughs> I see Jeff W walking down the street going, White Ranger Tiger Power, White Ranger Tiger Power. Go, White mm. Ranger, go, Jeff W, go, Jeff. Ah, right. oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. What about you, Vector? Huh? Since you made this question, I'm sure you had something in the back of your mind that you wanted to discuss. Oh, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, my mom liked to sew a lot of my costumes. Mm -hmm. So I remember in particular, there were two years in a row where she sewed my costumes. And one of them, surprise, surprise, was a superhero, boys. It was Superman. Of course. And the other one was Batman. And she made these little boots that went. They were like boot coverings that went around my shoes because I was wearing like Vans or something or some type of slip-ons. But she made these little boot coverings. It was the classic costumes with the underwear on the outside of the pants. I actually have a picture of it somewhere. I have to find that. But I was very proud to wear those costumes, boys. I wear those today, as a matter of fact. She made a little cape. I don't know where she got this from. Like It was a kit that came and... And she just sewed it together and got the material. But I was a very happy kid when I was uh, Superman. I was gonna say, you know, speaking of like one time I was at a uh, I was at a wing place. This was back in Ohio, mm-hmm. and it I, it was like the middle of summer. It was not in season, and a kid's just wearing a uh, a Batman suit around. And I'm like, what a great <laughs> what a great time to be a kid now, where like that's almost like acceptable, where you so, can just like, hey, I'm just gonna wear costumes all year long. That had to be the Bale costume, right? The Christian Bale? Uh, Almost surely. Well, I thought it was Jaden Smith because he wears Batman costumes (laughs) to like things and stuff. And I was like, but I saw that kid. I was like, that, if I was a kid these days, I'd just be wearing a costume (laughs) 24-7. Oh, my gosh. You know, that happened to me one time. Jeff, I went to a PetSmart. I don't even remember why I was in a PetSmart, but there was a kid. Or maybe it was an adult. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Walking around dressed in full Batman costume and I had to pull this person over and I said, you need to take a picture of me right now. And this is going to work out really well for the audio listeners, but here's a, what? that time there was somebody dressed as Batman. I'm showing it to them. This person is very menacing. And it's me with character. the big, yeah, me with a big smile on my face and a thumbs up pointing at this person in this brooding little tiny Batman. Oh my God. This was in Arizona? Right? It was in Arizona. It was Arizona oh, PetSmart. Man. So watch out because yeah. uh, PetSmart stands for vengeance. I think I remember Arizona. That. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had to think about this. My favorite costume as a kid, I don't really have a whole lot of memories of the costumes that I wore except for one year when I was young. Much like Vactor, my mom made me a Halloween costume as yeah. a Ninja Turtle. Oh, okay. And I don't even know how she did it, but she found like a backpack, a green backpack, and made a shell out of it. Mm. Oh, dang. And I wore it. And then I had this, um, like, I don't even know, orange fabric on my chest. And I was just in like green tights and like a green (laughs) long sleeve shirt. And she tied a little bandana around me. And I thought I was so badass (laughs) walking around. I remember, and I got to go to school dressed like that because when I Mm. went to school, Halloween or the week of Halloween, all the kids would go to school in their costumes. And you know, I was walking around going, cowabunga to every single person (laughs) that I saw. that's the one that really, really sticks out in my mind. I don't really have any other memories of Halloween costumes that are like core memories. Yeah. Not really at all. Um, but hopefully that's going to change because I got a little boy. You know, I'll make him make oh, him right. dress up every yes. year. He dressed mm-hmm. up. As, he picked his costume uh, this last Halloween. He wanted to be blue. Okay. So he, he was blue and I was Steve. And <laughs> uh, then he was he also wanted to be Spider-Man. So he went mm-hmm. Spider-Man one day as well. 
for the Disney Halloween party. Yeah, it was nice. pretty good. You ever do? Nice. You should do a variation on the Steve. Steve that curses, you know, <laughs> or smoke smoking Steve. You know what I mean? Be Steve, but with like a cigarette. Oh man! What I so. really wanted to do is I wanted to be Groot, mm-hmm. and I wanted to put him in a baby sling dressed as Rocket. I wanted to oh. have my little Bjorn my baby Bjorn and he's rocket and I'm just walking around his group, but it never happened. So Vactor yeah. might have to steal that idea. Yeah, that's a good idea for me. And speaking of good ideas, I think it's time to move on <laughs> to the news because everybody knows Jeff W is always DTF. And that stands for down to talk the fun news. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt his, this segue just the, for the, it just, it's big red letters that just says Jeb W. Lowercase is capital always <laughs> ETF. I forgot that I even made this joke uh-huh. and I saw it just now. And I don't know if the listeners could tell, but I had a hard time getting through it without laughing. Uh-huh. Jeff W. is always DTF down to talk the fun news, everybody. That's, there's no lie there. There's nothing there that is, as uh-huh. Jeff would say, no cap. There's no... Yeah. No false cap. statements there All right. okay. <laughs> and just so the listeners know just in case you're new and you haven't been listening to the last eight episodes of the sandbox gamers go we're gonna go listen. over yeah first of all go back and listen we're gonna talk about all the latest video game news then we're gonna try something new here factor set up a, a a video game news lightning round and at the end we're going to be discussing all the video games that we've been playing this week, um, including Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Elden Ring, and others. So, Vactor, take it away with the video game news. Oh, yeah. I, I would say this is a light week for video game news, ladies and gentlemen, because we have the most amount of news we've ever had on this show. And to kick it off, Portal makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Co-writer Eric Walpaw wants Valve to let him work on Portal 3 because he said, I ain't getting any younger. So what do you guys think about Portal 1 and 2 co-writer Eric Walpaw wanting to work on Portal 3? I know for me, Portal is one of my all Portal 1 and 2, I group as one game. And it's in my top five games of all time. I beat it co-op with Rob, and it was one of my favorite experiences in video gaming history. Mm-hmm. So Portal 3 cannot come soon enough for me. And I'll say they haven't confirmed that this is in development, right? Correct. He's basically saying, hey, Val, He's trying to yeah, get it going. please okay. let me do this. Well, because from what I understand, and, this, and I only know this stuff because I was following uh, Team Fortress 2, which is, Team Fortress 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and I was following all the news around that. And the way it works at Valve, like if you ever read about the culture they have there, like you don't, you work on projects you'd like to work on. Like, so imagine like you're working at a nice. corporate job and you're like, I don't like this department. I want to work on something else. You can kind of just go switch over to that. It's different for like software dev. Cause you have like a lot of shared skills. Like I can't go work in the finance department, but like, you know, software dev, you get to work on those different projects. And that's what happens there is like some of the stuff like Team Fortress 2 only had like, a handful of people working on it, I think, at one point, because people had just found other interests in the company. Um, so I wonder, you know, I mean, this could maybe spark something, but it's I think it's difficult to get things started there because of that culture. Hmm. Um, and I'd be, I mean, I would be interested to see if they ever do, you know, any other Portal game. Like, I don't know if they've ever expressed, like, interest in it. Uh, do, do you know Vector? Like, I don't think I've ever well, heard any rumors... Even the, swirling. I mean, in the Portal universe, remember we just got that um, that Steam Deck game that I talked about, which I can't even remember the name of it. That's true. Because <laughs> uh, it wasn't really a game. But it was, it was like Office something or was it like that? Yeah. Rob, do you remember? Let me look this up real quick. I certainly do not <laughs> because I am a purist. I am simply waiting for my Steam Deck to arrive, which, by the way, by oh. the way, while Vactor is talking about this, I got notified... I might have told you guys this already off mic, but I just got mm. notified that my Q1 Steam Deck that was pushed back to Q2 2022 has now been pushed back to Q3 2022. Oh, snap. So what is that? Uh, January, February, March, April, May, June, somewhere between July, August, and September. 
In theory, I'll be getting mine. So it looks like I'm going to be waiting a little bit longer to play that Steam game. Enough Dang. time to save for it. Well, oh shoot, that's credit cards are just free money, Jeff. You got to pay true. that back. That is true. I told Jeff that many times. It's Aperture Desk Job. That was the game. So mm. yeah, they did. They have put out something in the Portal universe. So hopefully, Valve will let them go because. To me, Valve is the portal maker. That's like the one that I associate them the most with franchise-wise. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited for Portal 3 if it ever happens. And Rob, you yeah. said there was a way like to go look at your purchases through Steam is how you do that, right? Yeah, so I went I simply just opened up Steam on my PC and looked at my library and then oh, it, okay. was, it was way down there at the bottom. Uh <laughs> Steam Deck pre-order and I clicked on it and then it took me to the the initial pre-order page. And so if you look under the tier that you pre-ordered, it tells you your estimated arrival date. Ah, okay. And they tricked me again, Val. Gabe? Gabe? I wish I wish they would make another portal game. I wish they would do this. I agree with Factor. As a matter of fact, I think he's just copying me because Portal as a whole is in my top five games of all time if i had to make a list which we might do on a future episode oh yeah for fun who knows uh but man i love those games it's it's that half-life is great i never got into team fortress but i should check that one out but it's so old now maybe i really don't want to yeah you don't have to get into it now yeah maybe i won't you know what as a matter of fact i definitely won't but (laughs) (laughs) give me another half-life Either Half-Life 3, which will never happen, or just give me more Half-Life Alex. Yeah. I can't wait for that DLC mm. to come out so I can dust off my VR headset. But ultimately, I'm hoping that uh, this guy poking Gaben in the stomach with the stick over wanting to to write Portal 3 will be the kick in the butt that he needs because I'd like to play another one before I die. Thanks, <laughs> Valve. Yeah. Yeah. What else is going on in the news, Vactor? Well, we got an announcement, and I just actually spoke about this on the Holdo Maneuver podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast. We got a Star Wars video game coming out, boys. A a brand new one from Amy Hennig's new studio. Now, Amy Hennig, if you're not familiar, was the writer, director, creator of the first three Uncharted games, which Rob is loving. I know Uncharted 1. Yeah, one of these days I'll get back to finishing that game. She's well-known for making these richly cinematic games, um, very much story-driven, and she worked on Jack and Daxter, a bunch of other ones. She's been having a ton of Star Wars games kind of announced and pushed back, and like there's all kind of wibbly-wobbly things that have been going on with Star Wars video games. So they announced a new one, and they said it's coming, but... There has there's not a lot of details. Basically, just like, hey, it's coming, guys. There's going to be a new Star Wars game. So, uh, I've been, I've had my hopes raised before on this, and they just got kind of dashed and and uh, burned out. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see on this one. As as soon as it happens, as soon as I'm playing the game, when it's in my <laughs> hands, that's when I'm gonna believe that it's real. Yeah. I think you're going to be waiting quite a while before yeah. you play this game. I feel like you're you're years off from this thing happening. Dang it. And I mean, who yeah, I just don't think I mean, I doubt this even happens almost. But I mean, you know. Well, what's crazy we'll is there's already games. There's already Star Wars games in the works right now from Ubisoft, Respawn, and Quantic Dream. And we talked mm-hmm. about a couple uh, shows ago, how that one got pushed back seven years or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> oh, man, I might be dead before that came. So out. we've got Jedi Fallen Order 2. We've got mm-hmm. Eclipse. And then we've got mm-hmm. an open world Ubisoft game. Now, the two I'm most excited about, Fallen Order 2 is kind of like mid-level for me. Eclipse, mm-hmm. I don't think is ever going to happen. This open world Star Wars game and then this richly cinematic action adventure Star Wars game from Amy Hennig's company. These are the ones that I'm most excited about. I want to see what they can do in a Star Wars universe with those type of games because that's right up my alley, both of those. And are they are they giving them anything original? Does it say? Or do we No, know? there's not, there's not a whole lot. Like I said, it's basically mm-hmm. just saying, hey, it's happening. 
Um, okay. Skydance New Media is the company, and they announced that they would be working on an, an original narrative-driven blockbuster action-adventure uh, game. So mm, that's yeah. like... I think it's in good hands just based off of Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. Like, if you could give, it, give me the Uncharted story, but in the Star Wars galaxy, and it's not necessarily like you were... I think, Jeff, you're asking, is it based on, like, a previous property? Right. Yeah, it's... it. From what we know, it's not going to be a Mandalorian game. It's not going to be any of the movies. Mm-hmm. We think it's a brand new narrative adventure. So, How we'll long see. into this game, and you can write this down back here, Get a pen. how long into this game until I meet somebody named Skywalker? Well, <laughs> I think <laughs> they're trying to get away from the Skywalkers, but we'll see because the Lego Star Wars game is called the, the Skywalker Saga. So they're still trying to get that Skywalker SEO up in yeah. there. So we'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed for Jar Jar Binks dating Sim. <laughs> Misa so horny. <laughs> Misa go long time. That's gross, Factor. You're a pervert. <laughs> gross. <laughs> I think Eclipse is going to be good. I'm holding out hope, hope, hope. Well, that trailer was great. Like, if they could give me a movie like that trailer, I would be all in it. But I don't think that game is ever coming out. It's just... Why would they push it back that far? And it's there's too many hurdles. It's like it just feels like it's yeah. Why happened. even announce it? Yeah. We we said this before. It was what was it? It was going to come out 2023. Is that when they said it was yeah, coming so out? And then like, they're like, actually, yeah. you guys aren't going to believe this. Like, dangle that down. carrot right in front of us. Oh yeah, we're never yeah. giving it to you. 2029. Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah, do Boom. a um. You mentioned Jar Jar. Do a uh, Jar Jar dating simulator. Oh, you know I mean? Dream Jar Jar. I'll see that. Oh a boy, sequel to Dream Daddy. See, <laughs> I um, it's that's called manifestation, boys. You speak yep. it into existence. <laughs> it's it's already working. <laughs> Where's my paycheck, Lucas Arts <laughs> Games or Disney or whoever? I'll buy, I'll on. play it. I bet you would, pervert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is going on? Well. I know that Jeff W. is very excited because there's a new character playable in Call of Duty, and it's none other than the dog father himself, Snoop Dogg. He has been introduced as an operator in Call of Duty, and Mm -hmm. if you want to know how serious they are, Jeff, if you want to know how committed they are, one of his guns is called the Shiznit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I put this in here because I'm just going to read off a bunch of these Snoop Dogg things, and I just want, you know, to, to get some reaction to this. Yeah, so he has uh, some gun packs. Uh, they're called West Coast Bling. Okay. The Shiznit. Um, great. And Bong Ripper. Mm-hmm. And then he has a move, uh, a highlight intro, uh, where you know if you like do well on the match, it like shows your little dance thing you do at the end of the game at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has one called the Fishizzle Movizzle, <laughs> where he shoots a guy in the head, I think. And then he has one that says "Hit this, fam," where he offers the guy a hit of his uh, tobacco-filled cigar. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, and then he also has one called a Tactical Toke. <laughs> is also another finishing move. There's also a thing. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with what tracer rounds are, like in the video game and in real life. Like mm-hmm. it's a you can see the bullet. It's like a light on the bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Usually, like on a on a real weapon, it's like you know just like hot, like a hot bullet or like yeah. fire coming out. It traces uh, the path of the bullet. Um, he has that. It's, instead of a light, it's a puff of smoke, of course. Um, so instead of tracers, you know, tracer rounds and your bullets being highlighted, it's just uh, a bunch of smoke coming out of the gun. Um, you know, he says things, uh, you know, he has some good quotable lines in here, some good quips. Uh, guns are fine, but I'm proficient with blunt objects. <laughs> oh, you know? I get it, because weed. Yeah. He's like, you know, and then he has, you know, a couple of uh, other lines in here. You dig the tactical toke. Uh, you know, he does the he offers the guy the the weed. Um, this is stupid is what I was going to say. And the fact that 
somebody would spend their money on this is kind of funny. Um, I do like to see them add people into Call of Duty, but this uh, feels like it's, it kind of cheapens it a little bit to me. Um, and it's so weed heavy that I... Uh, there's things like you know when somebody you like, love it don't like <laughs> I know I'm, I know what I'm saying this on 420 but like <laughs> it's so caught up in like a culture like it almost becomes your identity it's kind of like what happened to Kevin Smith um which I know we're not a movie thing but like once he got way too into the weed I was like okay like now you know like Blood Man and Chronic from those movies were funny because they weren't but they weren't the whole movie you know right. like like when you go too far in you're too deep into the rabbit hole like you can't pull out like you know if you could do something with like snoops like music or like factor you guys see the video it's like yeah he has like the pimp suit kind of thing on like factor how how much cooler would it have been if like you know if they would have had like you know like you remember the him in like the old like uh bruins hockey jersey from the dr dre video i think it's yeah uh, i think it's g thing uh i think Mm -hmm. that is uh, like it would have been cool if they would have had that. I think that, it's gin and like, juice. Gin and juice. Gin and juice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like imagine like um, if you would have had like something like like just that's like an actual homage to his career, not right. just like weed stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or like he's know. in a turtleneck and chain from when he did yeah. that song with the Lonely Island. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is fifty years old, boys. Yeah. I don't think he should be running around in a video game. Now this is not the first time he's been in a video game. I don't know if you guys remember. But he was in that Def Jam fighting Yeah, he game. was. Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which but... actually is a very good game. But I don't need to run around murdering people with Snoop Dogg, who in real life was on trial for murder. And True. I don't know I don't know if if he is innocent or not. But <laughs> this is something that is very interesting <laughs> that he is um... in a murder simulator. And Snoop Dogg, I will say though, and maybe back to I can maybe find a clip, maybe if we want to insert it of him uh, upset with Microsoft and you know EA about Madden servers. Um, oh, yeah. There's also he gets some real great, bad. yeah, there's some great clips of him like he rage quit on a stream one time and then let the stream go for seven hours, so it was <laughs> just his room for seven said, hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that so, is that is something I got to give him credit because he's not like a fake gamer. He does. Oh no, I think no, him no. and Ice T. Like they're big Call of Duty guys, mm-hmm. that like you said, he actually streams. So I gotta give him credit for being an actual gamer. Yeah, yeah, I'll give them credit for that. Like you know, like when they put Run the Jewels in, in Gears of War, I thought yeah. like I was like, this is cool. But it, number one, it was like twenty dollars to get those guys, which is like you know a third of the game for two character skins that you don't get to see all the time. And then you know they really weren't into it. You know, you could tell these guys are not like super into this game or something like that. Like at least Snoop by. I can respect, despite the corniness of the weed stuff, I do respect the hustle, as they say. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not going to play it. I'm not. They just announced Moon Knight is in Fortnite. Now, that's one that I will pay for, but I'm not paying for Snoop Dogg. You're telling me if there was a Snoop Dogg skin mm. in Fortnite, you wouldn't be forking over those V-Bucks? No, I didn't say that because he would... He would probably have a dance, and he he would be sea walking. Crip walking. I would Crip definitely walking. buy that for we're all 100%. crips here, you know. So, and I I crap on Fortnite, but Vactor sent me a story today that they're gonna put these. They might if they put that Wu Tang the thing you sent me, Vactor. I don't know if that's what's happening, but if they put that in that game, I might buy that just out of principle to support that. <laughs> wow, because that is pretty incredible that they're putting <laughs> they're putting skins in there. I'll I'm, put that uh, in the show notes. Yeah, like that. That I I don't. I, you sent me that, and I was like, okay, like this. All your other stories with the Marvel stuff bore me, but when it's like a rap guy getting a skin in the game, then I'm like, all right, yeah, now I'm interested. Oh, <laughs> Put MC Chris in there. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, MC Chris. Oh yeah. Okay, what else is going on, Vector? Well, Jeff sent me this news, and he wanted to talk about it. Specifically, Nintendo's Game Boy Advance emulator mm-hmm. for the Switch Online, it looks like it's leaked. So yeah. What do you think, Jeff? So, yeah, I was looking at this. Um, actually, one of the one of the guys I work with um, who's like super into the Nintendo stuff, me and him always talk about, you know, like we're always like, we'll be in a meeting together. You know, the meetings, I'm like talking to you guys on Discord. Like we're... He'll have like we'll have the switch or you know the uh the treehouse 
whatever they call it, the thing mm -hmm. on there. And we'll be watching it as we're like doing the meeting and just not paying attention. Um, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, it's, it seems like it's been rumored, but I mean, they definitely, these guys got their hands on it and you can see like they're playing games with the emulator. Like you can see what they have. Um, I'm not sure how it leaked. I think it was like, of course, like, like most things in the internet, you know, there's some stuff that showed up on 4chan uh, and some links. Oh, and yes. These guys have it and can tie it directly back to it. But it looks like games are running pretty well from all of the stuff I'm seeing. And they're running it on their switches, um, which, you know, kind of just adds to the fact that, you know, adds to the legitimacy of it. Um, I don't, I just, I think to me, this is the most curious thing because I was wondering, especially Rob, because I know you're, I think out of us three, you're kind of the uh, Nintendo. I mean, you play everything, but like, I think, uh -huh. you know, you've been like historically like the Nintendo person, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. Um, one, I think this is interesting. Number one, that they're doing it. And then, Two, that I assume this is going to supplement that extra expensive Switch Online service that they have for the 64. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope. I hope they wouldn't add more money to that for this. Um, yeah. Greedy. I don't greedy know. Were you guys, did you guys play Advance? I, I'll be honest. The Advance is kind of in an era for me where I was not doing hand, handheld. You know, like I was in, like, you know, I was, it was almost like I was before and after this. Uh, for the, the the Game Boy stuff, so I didn't play the Advance, the original iteration of the Advance that came out. Um, not not that there was anything wrong with it, I just didn't have any interest at that time. But then they mainly because it wasn't a backlit screen on yeah. the first one, and I didn't really like that. And yeah. it was also a lot of remakes at the time of Super Nintendo games. Again, not that that's bad, but it just wasn't super duper appealing to me now when they came out with the um gosh i forget what the model name was but it was the foldable ds they had like Is a gray a silver one yeah it might have been a game boy advance sp maybe that's what it i was. think you're right actually now i got the sp yeah and i i played it a lot like you know they put out i i literally just said a second ago it's super nintendo games i don't like it but they put out uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, <laughs> which is also a Super Nintendo game, obviously. That's perfect uh, it, on that. Enjoyed that. Um, it, is, it is SP, by the way. Yes. Remember when they re-released the classic NES games? They put like the original Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong. I got mm -hmm. got all those too. They were like the remakes of the black box black box art boxes from the NES days. Mm -hmm. uh, so I definitely played it. Um, I don't know if this is enough to make me want to go back and play these online. I'd actually be more interested if they put the OG Game Boy games on there. I don't know, you can't really tell. This again, another audio uh, only misfire, but behind me is a stack of Game Boy games on my shelf. Oh, okay. That I have just in case I ever get that uh, analog pocket or I feel mm -hmm. like plugging in my, um, what is it, Super Game Boy? Yeah, yeah, but they're just they're just sitting there, just waiting to be played. So I'd be I'd be a little more interested if they put up the old original Game Boy games. And do you have the sixty four level of that service? Do you pay for that? Have you tried that at all? Because I don't think me and Vector we and Vector share that. I think, and I don't pay for that. Yeah, um, I haven't turned on my Nintendo Switch in over a year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you don't play, you don't play video games. As I forgot about oh, that. I do. That's right. They just got to come out with a good game for me they to play did. on the Nintendo Switch. The Kirby game is great. The Metroid game is good, and you can play uh, Link to the Past on there, Rob, through the online service. So there's some good stuff on the Switch. I yeah. kind of want to – well, let me say, if I don't have my Steam Deck by August, I'll probably break out the the OLED Switch. Yes. As you know, uh, I'm headed to, to Mexico in August, you guys, and so I'm going to need oh. something to play on the airplane. Homeland. Uh, the homeland that's right that's right <laughs> highly recommend that kirby game uh but i, I really want to play legend of zelda ocarina of time again not that i haven't beaten it a hundred times already and i've probably purchased that game just as many times <laughs> but the emulation issue and not playing it with the the remade n64 controller like is is putting me off on <laughs> playing that game again so maybe one day Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, and um, just I was gonna say, if you're uh, you're really getting into like the weeds where I was, uh, 
the on the if you go to like eBay now, people are doing like modded Game Boys. So like that that analog pocket, mm-hmm. which I think is hard to get. I, I haven't tried yeah. to do it lately, but uh there's people that they like they're released, they make IPS screens for these like oh you know, LED IPS backlit screens for these mm-hmm. things now. And people are doing like mods and swapping them out. And I mean they're pretty good looking products. I haven't pulled the trigger on one because I haven't wanted to spend like $250 on just like a novel thing lately. Um, yeah. but even those are like super interesting to me to see them replacing those screens but keeping the the core, the body of that so that you can play the games. Um, which is uh pretty cool. I can get an analog pocket right now, Jeff W on Mercari for $349 plus Ooh, shipping. Man, that's rough. It does so many games though. You know what I mean? It does a lot of games. <laughs> I want I want it. I want it, Jeff. Should I just buy it right now on yeah, the show? Yeah. Well, are you pulling a me and buying a video game? <laughs> no, I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> I could, but I won't do it unless I do. And I and it becomes like an interesting thing where like you gotta buy games and you need to get them from like or you need to know how to replace like batteries in some of those like Game Boy games, you know, mm-hmm. because they have a little uh CMOS battery on it that will save your data and all that stuff. Um so it is retro games are a pain in the ass, basically. <laughs> it sounds like it, but <laughs> I want them. I want those old Game Boy <laughs> games, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I want them. <sighs> okay, moving on. What's this I see right here in the show notes? It takes two movie lands at Amazon. Yes, this is the last news story before our lightning round. But this is this ju- news just broke today, as a matter of fact. They are making an It Takes Two movie, Jeff. Hold on. Is Rob in this movie? <laughs> I don't get that joke. But... <laughs> Wait, which, one, which one is It Takes Two? Is that the one that we just played? Or is that yeah. the other? He doesn't even know what he's that's, talking that's about. That's the one. And Rob... Oh, Rob, you know what you're going to play. Is, is Jeff you in know. the movie? You know <laughs> what on, you're going to play. W in it? You know the character you're going to play in that movie. You're uh, yes, a yes. book with a mustache, Rob. Don't, <laughs> ever, right. don't even act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Wow, a lot of racism coming from <laughs> Joe W today. Nope, nope. Cultural accuracy. Is all oh my I'm god! Saying. Oh wow! <laughs> so it takes two is getting the movie treatment with the project now being set up at Amazon for priority development, and it looks like The Rock and his wife are going to be producers on this. Sonic. The Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 writers are going to be writing the script. And I will be interested to see how this goes. I don't know if this is going to be live action or is it going to be like Sonic where there's some CG and then some live action. That seems like what the route that they're going to go make the two little characters CG mm-hmm. and then everything else is real. Do you think this will be like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of thing? Probably. Or do you, do you think yeah. or do you think they'll start off with like that and then go into CG and just like make, you know, most of the movie CG yeah. uh, outside of like the opening, you know, scene. I think that sounds about right. Um, and Sonic and Sonic 2 were both pretty big uh, box office hits. $319 million for the first one, $235 million for the second one since early April. It just came out. Yeah. So, <laughs> It seems like they're on the train. All right, what's our next video game project? What's the next video game? And It mm-hmm. Takes Two, as we've all talked about, Rob beat it with Shoff. I beat mm-hmm. it with Jeff. It, yeah. was, it was my game of the year last year. So I think they have some, some good source material to pull from. But as we've seen, we have not had a, a great video game movie adaptation. So maybe It Takes Two will be the first one, Rob. What do you think? I'm not super interested. What? In this. Oh wow! Uh, the game was great. It might have. It might have even been my game of the year last year too. But the problem is, just like every other video game movie, is half the fun of a video game is playing the video game. Do you remember they were trying to have interactive movies in the early '90s? And I think Christopher Lloyd was involved in one where you could choose. It was a kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. You had buttons on your movie seats, and you could choose where the adventure goes. Whatever happened to that, Rob? What? I don't think that ever took off. That never uh, came. Well, to you don't me. have one. <laughs> I got three. <laughs> do Jeff's you think, sitting on one right do now? Do you think if they made something like that, 
it could capture some of that, you know, that interactive nature of, of video games or would it just be a novelty? I wouldn't mind seeing it. That's how I think. Um, what was that movie? The, the, the Black Mirror interactive movie on Netflix? Uh, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Oh, yes. That's how, as I'm sure you know, and Jeff W. knows, they're making a, um, of course, now I'm blanking on it, the Don Bluth night game remember that game the oh, animated don bluth game yeah um uh i don't know why i'm, I'm brain farting on that Dirk right now. the daring is the character yeah um what's that called dragon's lair dragon's lair yes they're making Aliens. a dragon's lair uh ryan reynolds's company is making it for netflix and i think that's how that movie should be oh yeah that is because you die like every that. two seconds in that game until you memorize the pattern so if they make that movie without that feature i think it's a real missed opportunity so i think it could work especially in video game movies, but just video game movies in general, man, even the story, even though the stories might be great, the fun part of the video games is playing the video game. And so when yeah. that element is removed from the equation, I, unless it's something I just really love, I have a hard time getting excited over it. I think yeah. the only video game movie coming out that I'm mildly interested in is probably the Super Mario Brothers animated movie, just to see what they do. Oh, oh. Yeah. well, yeah, that's gonna be that has just potential to be like terrible. It's true. So it's it's <laughs> it's gonna go one way or the other, and it's got my it's got my yeah. attention. Yeah, I want to well, watch it. Chris yeah. Pratt be Mario. Hey, I'm Chris Pratt. I mean, I'm Mario. <laughs> oh man, oh, don't get vaccinated. I love God. My name's Chris Pratt. <laughs> all right, so uh, that was all the news <laughs> for this week. And we're trying something a little bit different this week. Uh, listeners, let us know how you like this format. These are news stories that I thought were important to let you know about, but we don't have the time to go into detail on all of these. So this is going to be our, our lightning round. If you guys want to jump in any of these stories. So speaking of movies, video games to movies, a Streets of Rage movie is coming from the mm -hmm. creator of John Wick. I don't know. I don't think that's going to be very good. Uh, same. I've got the same no. problem. I'm not. Well, is Streets of Rage like that's not even a marketable IP, right? <laughs> Nobody no character that anybody in this chat, which is your audience, would know. But maybe I think, Jimmy and I, Bimmy. I think that <laughs> they may be trying to go for that, like trying to pick something that people don't know, even though that's a good game. Oh, yeah. trying to find something that doesn't have, you know, Mario or Sonic. Um, they're not like mascots for games. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Gotcha. Jason Momoa is going to be starring in a Minecraft movie. Oh, boy. Another one that it doesn't seem like it would be a good adaptation, but maybe that is what makes a good adaptation because is it's he going to be like Steve? Yeah, like what the hell is he going to be? Yeah, this is that's going to be trash. Guy, I'll tell with you. With long now. hair and a long beard and a shaved I, eyebrow. I'm Steve. <laughs> and I like yeah, I like Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like but holy shit, what a terrible idea. Telltale did a pretty good Minecraft game. Um if you guys ever get a chance, that was one of the better Telltale games. Pedro Pascal is going to be in the Last of Us TV show and he mm -hmm. says that this show is made for people who love video games. So I guess he's saying it's good, boys. I guess we're going to mm. like it. See, I'd put Last of Us in my top five as well. Maybe. Oh, wow. I really had to come down to it. Last of Us and Last of Us 2. And so that one's, I'm still, I stand by my statements about video game properties turned into shows or movies, but that one is still closer to the top. Closer to the top. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Rob, you don't have the Super Mario Brothers movie yet, but yeah. I got some good news for you. You can actually check out the 1986 anime because it's been restored oh, no. to 4K, Rob. So you can oh. actually watch it on YouTube. I'll leave a link in the show notes and check out the 1986 Super Mario Brothers anime. Uh, Jeff, you were not born yet, but you can check it out also. It, it's probably not good, but yeah, go ahead. I think it is. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, uh, you might be turning into a weeb just talking about it. Uh, hey, uh, is that officially or like a fan thing? Uh, that is a re restoration. Uh, so it's not like they put it oh. out as an official thing to buy. Oh, but okay. Yeah, you can actually um, you can watch it in 4K. So somebody took the file, the source file, and upresed it. Okay. 
And it's on YouTube? Yes. Shoot, I think we might have to do a little review, boys. Ooh, I'll watch that. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Put it in the notes. Sega is reportedly, this is a rumor, working on a big-budget reboot of Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio, two games that I loved growing up, and I am interested to see what they do with these reboots. <laughs> Allegedly. How could, you, how could you possibly make a big-budget reboot of Crazy Taxi? Right. That's what I want to see. Jason Momoa as the driver. <laughs> yeah. They're getting no, these... those celebrity licenses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you did you boys either you play these games growing up? Of course uh, I crazy did. Crazy Taxi, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, not so much. Yeah, and just to be clear, these are not movies; these are games. Just mm-hmm. just to be clear. Yeah, they're good things, not shitty things. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Sonic Origins was announced, boys. This is another. This is the shit. Re- retro remaster collection of the Sonic 2D games, mm-hmm. including Sonic One, Two, Three. And Sonic and Knuckles and Sega or Sonic CD, mm-hmm. all of these are coming out for every console, every system for thirty nine ninety nine. And pre orders go live very soon. It's coming out June twenty third. Pre orders go yeah. live tomorrow. It's not far away. Place. And I just want to say the reason I like this. So, Rob, did you ever play Sonic Mania or no? Um, I don't believe so. If you ever get a chance. Or eventually for you guys, and here's what I would recommend. And I would recommend, I would say if you're going to play a Sonic game, play that thing. Because uh, it's one, two, three, and there's a guy that was working with Sega uh, who's like a big fan of the games. And he actually is like spearheaded the development of that. And so they have new original content in Sonic Mania from a couple years <coughs> ago in the style of the original Sonic games. So he like went and did like the retro style and added to it. And some of those levels are really good. Um, Sonic Mania is like one of my favorite things uh, that, that they've done, that Sega's done lately. Um, so he's also helping with the remaster on this. So um, I'm actually excited. I'll go check out. I might get this and just check out what's in there just because I want to see what they're doing. Um, but uh, I guess my my main thing with this story is I would say, if you don't have Sonic Mania, it's available on everything. I was playing it on my Switch. That is like an actually really good. I would recommend it like if you and the boys, you and your boys ever get into games when switch. that happens. You know what? I think, I you think guys I might have them that way. I think I did get Sonic Mania. Actually, you yeah. saying it on the Switch triggered a, a, a yeah. long lost deep memory. I think maybe uh, yeah. I did. 100%. Like, yeah. And like, like I said, I, I just think it's, it's the way I would recommend anybody plays it. And then like when your guys' kids get into it uh, at some point, you know, when we, when we force them into video games. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. You guys, I think that's a good one you can do because it's like it's good and it has like newer content if you guys never got to do that. Yeah. Sonic CD is what interests me. I haven't mm-hmm. really played that one. I didn't I never had a Sega CD, but when I was a kid, there was a blockbuster that had an area set up. It was like two long tables with four TVs on each table, so eight TVs in total with Sega CDs hooked up and you could play the games yeah. and that's how I played Sonic CD, and that's how I played Maximum Carnage Ooh, nice. back in the day. And I always wanted nice. one, and my mom never got one for me. Thanks, mom. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Microsoft reportedly, allegedly, wants to bring ads to free-to-play games, so they want you to have, in the middle of your game, just like on your mobile games when you have to watch an ad for 30 seconds before you can play the game, Microsoft wants to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't think any of us like that. But yeah. they want to make their money. Um, I was just to say, I was looking at some of the like Reddit discussion on this article earlier this week, and um, yeah, I mean, if you're running an ad before a game, I mean, like that's that's like where that's like a line in the sand that I think people will not be cool with. Um, but they, the technology that they have that they're talking about putting in this is like they've been doing it for a while since like some people were pointing out like burnout, you know, uh, paradise and stuff where they insert billboards into oh, the game, yeah, you right. know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they've been, this has existed. They've been putting ads in games forever. But yeah, if they were to do something like make me watch an ad before I start a game, like I'm, out of principle, I would not play that game. Like that that game is doomed to fail like immediately. You know? They say supposedly the ads are not supposed to disrupt the gameplay, but yeah. we'll see. I don't, I don't know 100% about that. I don't believe that. Uh, Coachella is coming to Fortnite. There's a bunch of Coachella oh, stuff. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, I did want to say that the zero build mode is bringing a lot of people back to Fortnite, and I love it. I've been playing with friend of the show Ben Songer, who may or may not listen to this episode, and we he won't. A lot Let's of say something about him real quick, Ben. Your shorts are stinky. God. And I said that just because I know he'll never listen. <clears throat> and he's God. Okay, so Fortnite <laughs> Zero Build Mode, bringing people back. Um, somebody plugged an entire 4K desktop graphics card into the Steam Deck. That's Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's something somebody did. It's bigger than the Steam Deck itself. Yeah. And then The Witcher 3 got delayed again. And then the project red cd project red was like uh it's not in development hell guys it's not and also cyberpunk is getting an expansion in 2023 also factors game of the year 2019 yeah yeah he he's got 50 hours into the games but 48 of those hours were locked in on the character creation screen (laughs) i wonder why yeah all right so that's all the news boys um before we head out. I wanted to hear about Jeff rolling credits in Elden Ring. Yeah, Jeff, tell us what you've been playing this week. Yeah, I guess we'll just let's touch on that. And then I want to hear about the story time if we have a minute. Yes. So I'll keep this quick. We're definitely um, talking about that. So actually, I think, Rob, we could talk about our experience at Elden Ring. So oh, yeah. I've, I've been having quite the experience this last yeah. week with so, Elden Ring. Yeah. So I finally saw credits. And Rob, those final fights uh-huh. are bullshit uh, you're gonna run into <laughs> fights uh that are just ridiculous um but man you know it's funny i, I so i mainline the story i was talking with you guys earlier this week about it a little bit um i mainline the story and um uh i i i still i got it's just a weird feeling to finish you know to to see the credits finish the game whatever mm-hmm. um and then you pop out of the map and you're like oh i still haven't discovered there's like an area in the top left corner of that map that i have not opened like to see what's in there. So I still have to get to that. And I was going through like some of the other stuff that I skipped out on. I've been trying to get back to some of that. Um, Cause now I'm playing with mods, which we'll get into that in a second, Rob. Um, but um, I'm just, you know, just trying to have fun with the game. I want to experience everything. And like, it's just the, the amount of content is crazy. Cause I'm going to like, I'm trying to find, like I'm looking everything up now and I'm going to find like boss fights that I just didn't get to. And like, you're like, oh, there's a whole castle here. You know, that in the distance you don't really see but it's still, and I mean, I'm just, everything I've been saying with the game, you know, still, still remains true. It is such an incredible game. And like the credits are, or the, you know, the main storyline, like, I don't know what the hell is going on in the storyline. I'm just trying to survive. But, uh, <laughs> boy, boy, is there some good stuff. And that this game just doesn't stop surprising me with, with what it's doing uh, and everything. But um, man, this thing is way more fun to play with mods and to be able to not die sometimes when you just, don't want to die, but you just want to experience what's happening. Uh, Rob, I showed you how to do it this week. I'm assuming you've been having fun uh, playing it like that, too. Well, I'll let everybody know that I have been playing Elden Ring on the PlayStation 5 and enjoying myself. I haven't been playing it as much as I would really have liked because we are a video game podcast, after all, and I want to dip my fingers in all the pies. But since we have a little bit of a slowdown, Jeff suggested that I download uh, Elden Ring on PC. So I bought the game again. And you'll be happy to know, Jeff, that I'm already level 99 in every aspect. Nice. Um, and, you know, health bigger, this, that, the other. And my overall level is 9999. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. I made it. Okay. I yeah. made it. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm using Wiimod. Yeah. Jeff W. showed me how to use Wiimod. His talk about modding Elden Ring a couple of weeks ago piqued my interest. And again, nothing. there's nothing wrong with the game or how I've been playing it. But I was like, you know what? I just want to kind of mess around and walk around and explore and have a good time without worrying about dying every three seconds (laughs) in the game. And I got to tell you, playing the modded version on PC, which, first of all, but I'll get back into it in a sec. But did you know it does not support the ultra wide monitor? Oh, I had heard that. That is that's a Japanese developer standard to not support things. Typical Japanese, not wanting me to be happy. (laughs) Anyway, we love the Japanese outside, love their food. Um, So 
the experience of playing it on the PlayStation versus playing it on on the PC with these mods are night and day. And I got to tell you, I found playing Elden Ring modded. It's it's like I blink and two hours have gone by playing this oh, yeah. game. Like I get oh, yeah. sucked into it so hard because there's so much to look at, so much to explore. That jerk at the beginning of the game on the gold horse, on the horse, made, yep. him, made him my my woman yep. or man. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> Uh, that dragon at the top got his heart. Yeah, found an island that you gotta that you gotta give these hearts to, uh, and mm-hmm. I won't get too much into it. But Jeff W knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I found like secret boss fight areas, like where there's like a big like crater in the ground, and you go, mm-hmm. "What's in the middle of this crater?" And all of a sudden, I'm warped into a boss fight. But the yeah. best thing, the thing that I think is most interesting about this, that despite having 99 level and everything. There are still enemies and bosses that will wipe the floor with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, just because you're leveled up absolutely 100% and everything, it's that doesn't mean you've got some sort of free pass in this game because you don't. <laughs> Unless you turn on God mode, the instant kill, which I have not. Yeah. I did it. Well, I take it back. I did it once just to see what it would do mm-hmm. um, on a dragon that was on a bridge. But that was more just out of curiosity but i've turned that off and it's not an easy mode well i it's easier than the actual game but there's still bad guys at least half that will mess you up if you're not careful and especially if they start ganging up on you so it doesn't feel like i'm playing it on easy mode even though it is easier yeah but it feels like i can't really explain it like a more balanced version of the game yeah. is the best way I can describe it. You, I don't want to say like, freedom. Yeah, like a little more freedom to walk around and do stuff mm-hmm. even though like you still have to you still have to go through all the hoops that the game has. Like you still have to Yeah, you're still going to run through and, boss phases, you know, like yeah. that that's why I would recommend to you like the god mode is like fun like if you especially like like I did run the mod one time on a guy that I just could not kill and I was tired of and really what this does is a, a time saver for like us, you know, we all have busy schedules. So it's like, mm-hmm. you can, I can play the game. That's like important to me. Like I want to get through this. I don't want to spend like a ton of time on like a boss that I just seemingly can't get past. So I, I did mod one guy like in my story path. Um, but yeah, it's like you still, like I still went through all of his phases. Like all that stuff is super interesting to me. Like that's like the fun part of those boss fights is like, all right, here comes a guy. Now I, I he's halfway through the health. Now what's he gonna do next? And then like you're gonna die. So you're gonna I I die on every boss on everything like at least three or four times. Minimum, yeah. Just to like figure out what he's gonna do. You know, like that's just like a, a standard. Like and it's usually it's 10, 15 times. You know, or twenty times. It's a lot. You know. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm really enjoying myself playing the game this way. I again i was enjoying it the, the original way but it's just it's two different flavors man it's like yeah. uh, it's like cinnamon toast crunch and fruity pebbles you know they're both good yeah yeah if you're talking to vector that is oh yeah <laughs> and, as, and not, not to keep us too long either but I, I was gonna say i think for i'm, I'm glad it's it, it's you've been having a lot of fun with it too because i figured that would help unlock that because i think what you're also going to feel with that too is like and what i feel now it's like I feel like I'm making crazy good progress all the time. Like I'm playing it for hours, and I'm like, oh man, like I'm. I mean, not that you can't feel that in a regular game. Obviously, you feel that mm-hmm. in a regular game. But here, you're like, okay, like I'm progressing in a decent way, so I can, you know, or a decent amount at a time, you know, so you can get through the game. Like, yeah, and you still have to, like I said, you still have to play the game the way it wants you to play it, short of your levels, like. You have to yeah. level up your weapons and your ashes of war yeah. because mm-hmm. those things aren't being upgraded it's simply your levels but it's just a little easier to get into the rhythm of those things and learn new spells and and experiment with what you can do in the game i'm i'm half tempted to to drop my levels to 50 oh just to just to see like again it's it's not easy the way it is but it's a heck of a lot easier but i'm like maybe i'll just add a little more a little more difficulty to it and just go to like my 50s and then work my way up there haven't decided if i'm going to do that yet but it's man i love elden ring i love 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 it i also love this was removed from the show notes but i'm going to talk about it anyway we were playing Mm -hmm. tiny tina's wonderland on co-op this week me you and vactor and i'm curious about vactor's opinion of the game now that he played the actual game 
I already played the actual game in the one-shot adventure, and I liked it in the one-shot, and I liked it on the co-op. So, very good. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. One last Elden Ring thing. I've, okay. I played a boss, just real quick. I fought a boss, and at the end of this boss fight, he craters, like, an area of the map and destroys, like, a whole area of the map, and it's crazy. I'm just... This game is nuts. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get to that, Jeff. Yeah. I'm planning on playing more after this podcast. Yeah. Okay, so... What's this Shoff thing? What, okay. what do we got here? So it says in the show notes, Shoff's battery incident. Now, I didn't think we were going to actually talk about this, but <laughs> Shoff himself... He wanted us. ...from the Geek So To Speak podcast insisted that we... <laughs> that we tell this story. <laughs> so... I'll give you the long and short of it, Jeff. Okay. Jeff, uh, so Shaw, again, our co-host on the Geek So To Speak podcast, also the technological podcast. Yes. He just recently got himself an Xbox Series X not too long ago, much like yourself. Yes. Now, for you, (laughs) before I I move on, I just have a quick question for you because you are also an owner of an Xbox Series X. Would you say mm-hmm. you have an understanding of how the controller works? Yeah, I, uh, I hold in the home button. It powers on. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty basic. All right. He knows. Okay. So Shaf's experience, and again, we're not we're not making fun of him. <laughs> we're just telling you what happened. So all the facts are straight. He, his main experience in next gen is the PlayStation 5, and he's got a controller, the PlayStation 5 controller, which we all know needs to be charged. Uh-huh. It, you yes. know, eight hours or something on the controller, whatever it is. And if it's not working or the battery's dying, you simply plug it in via USB and it charges, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So Shop's Xbox Series X controller has experienced been experiencing the same problem is it finally died on him or was getting the low battery notifications oh, and so okay he plugged it in to his xbox series x and then left it there for a few hours and then went to play and it's still giving him the low battery signs <laughs> and he <laughs> does it again and it's not working and he mentions it mm. in the the discord chat that we're in and he says man you know uh, life is piling up not only am i an expectant father i got this job to do (laughs) i gotta take care of my my other daughter and now my xbox series x controller just doesn't want to charge what else could go wrong and i said to him I don't recall ever having to charge my Xbox Series X controller. (laughs) Now that I think about it, I don't think that that's ever anything I've done. I said to him, are you sure it's not running on double A's? Next message I get, a a minute or two goes by and he says, well, you're not going to believe this. (laughs) I've been trying to charge my controller that runs on double A's. (laughs) And he simply replaced the batteries and now his controller works again. Oh, man. So shout out to Shaw. Well done, Shaw. Hey, listen, we were all new once. Okay. Yeah. It's easy to laugh, but we were all new once. (laughs) Any loop. E-N-E-L-O-O-P. Hit those. You know what I mean? That'll, uh, That'll save you on some battery money. Yeah, or get. I think they have. Do they have like the rechargeable battery packs you can put in there? Yeah, in your Xbox controllers. Probably, yeah. I have. I have one in mine. Oh, okay. uh, we yeah. have to keep that in mind. His yeah. birthday's already passed, so maybe we'll remember that for Christmas. It's the play and charge kit. The play and charge kit, shop. Keep keep your eye out for that, or maybe maybe if you're a good boy, we'll get <laughs> you one for the holidays. Uh, speaking of good boys, we are all good boys because we are part of the Geek, so to speak podcast network uh the sandbox gamers of course you're listening to us right now we're your video game news and reviews podcast we've got factor loves comics which is a comic book podcast i need to make a programming note to that i hadn't updated the show notes we are actually changing the name of the show to we love comics because i'm having guests on so it's no longer going to be just me it's going to be a plethora of guests and everyone is invited on this podcast to join me on we love comics so you've had seaberry 
Marcus Seabury on yes. the last two episodes. Yes. Right now, Marcus Seabury, I believe, is from the podcasting uh, network or just podcast Black Nerd Comedy? Black Nerd Power. Black Nerd Power. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, so shout out to Black Nerd Power <laughs> and shout out to Marcus Seabury. Uh, you know what? We'll give him the official friend of the show status. Uh, but that's We Love Comics. On the Geek So to Speak podcast network. Yes. Of course, we've got the Holdo Maneuver starring our own Vactor and Mark Vibbert or Cinemark, depending on what you like to refer to him as, uh, which is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Trechnological, which is your weekly Star Trek podcast starring Shop and Vactor and the granddaddy of them all, the, the top of the pyramid of the Geek So to Speak podcast network. Geek So to Speak podcast, which is your source for all things geek. But keep an eye out. For an interesting announcement coming soon about Geek So To Speak podcast. But you can find all the information at geeksotospeak.com forward slash network, or you can simply just search those on your whatever podcatcher you use, or check the show notes because I think they're all in there as well. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find the Sandbox Gamers on Twitter at Sandbox Gamer Pod, on Instagram at The Sandbox Gamers, or you can find all the links, like I said. In the show notes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all the things, tell your friends, because again, we are a brand new video game podcast and every little bit counts, you guys. We'll be back at you next week with more video game news, more reviews, more everything. GG, everybody. GG. Don't poop in the sandbox.